Welcome to Zichud Dafsi. My name is Rabbi Ram Goldhai, and today we're Zichud Sukkah Daf Lamed Ches, the third parak of Hagazul. So the three topics are going to focus on. Number one, the next Mishnah states: Misha Bamberach Bloya Biyado Luv Lito. If one was traveling on the road and did not have a luv in hand to take and perform the mitzvah when he enters his home, Yito Al Shulchano, he should take the luv at his table. If one didn't take the luv in the morning, he should take it in the afternoon. Shikoyim Kasher Luluv for the entire day is kosher for taking the luv. The Gemara presents a contradiction in the Mishnah. It states that one takes the luv at the table, which is to say that he must interrupt his meal in order to fulfill the mitzvah. But it states in the Mishnah in Shabbos that if one began his meal before davening mincha, he is not required to interrupt his meal, but can finish and daven afterwards. Rav Safra said there is no contradiction. The Mishnah in Shabbos refers to where there is enough time in the day to finish the meal and daven, whereas our Mishnah is dealing with when there is not enough time to finish and take the luv. When Rabbi suggested that a more obvious distinction is that one must interrupt for a luv because it's a deraisa, whereas davening is only the rabbanan, Rabbi Zerah said the case of the luv was on the second day of the Chag. Gemara says that this is implied from the mission which stated he was traveling on the way, which cannot be done on the first day of Yantav. Pointing to the next mission discusses the mitzvah halal. The Gemara brings Rabbi who said, Major halachas can be deduced from the current custom for the recitation of halal. Rashi explains that the custom in Rabbi's time changed considerably from when halal was instituted by the Nevim. Originally, not everyone was proficient in reading, so the Nevim established the minute for one person to recite halal, and the others would listen and respond haluka after each phrase. By Rabbi's time, most people were proficient enough to recite halal on their own, and the custom became to recite it in unison with the Baal except in certain places. The first halach of the six that Rabbi mentioned was that the Baal would recite the first word haluka, and the people would respond haluka. From here it can be inferred that it's a mitzvah to respond Haluka at the beginning of Halal. And pointing with Rabbi Shimon Pazi said the following statement in the name of Rabbi Shubin Levi who said it in the name of Bar Kapara. From where is it derived that listening is like responding and that one has fulfilled his chiyuv? For it's written, All the words of the scroll which the king of Yehuda read referring to Yoshio. Now, was it Yoshio that read the Sefer? No. It was Shafan who read them, as it's written, Shafan then read it before the king. Rather, can be inferred from here that that listening is like responding. When the Gemara suggested perhaps Yoshio had read the Sefer after Shafan had read it, Rav Achim Yaakov answered that it's not so, for it's written, Because your heart is soft and you humbled yourself before Hashem when you heard the words of the scroll. The Pasuk says, when you heard and not when you read. So once again, the three points are number one. The next mission states, If one was traveling on the road and didn't have a luv in hand to take him perform the mitzvah when he enters his home, he should take the luv at his table. If one didn't take the luv in the morning, he should take it in the afternoon. For the entire day is kosher for taking the luv. The more presents a contradiction. It states that one takes the luv at the table, which is to say that he must interrupt his meal in order to fulfill the mitzvah. But it states in the Mishnah and Shabbos that if one began his meal before davening mincha, a mapsikin, he's not required to interrupt his meal, but can finish and daven afterwards. Rosafra said that there's no contradiction. The Mishnah and Shabbos refers to where there's enough time in the day to finish the meal and daven, whereas our Mishnah is dealing when there's not enough time to finish and take the lula. When Rav suggested that a more obvious distinction is that one must interrupt for a lula because it's a deraisa, whereas davening is only the rabbanon, Rabbi Zerah said the case of lula was on the second day of the Chag. The Gemara says that this is implied from the Mishnah, which stated he was traveling on the way, which cannot be done on the first day of Yantav. Point him to the next Mishnah to discuss the mitzvah of Halal. The Gemara brings Rabbi who said, Major halachas can be deduced from the current custom for the recitation of Halal. 
Rush explains that the custom in Rav's time changed considerably from when Hal was instituted by the Nevim. Originally, not everyone was proficient in reading, so the Nevim established the Minhag for one person to recite Hallel, and the others would listen and respond Haluka after each phrase. By Rav's time, most people were proficient enough to recite Hallel on their own, and the custom came to recite it in unison with the Baal except in certain places. The first halacha of six that Rav mentioned was that the Baal would recite the word Haluka, and the people would respond Haluka. Mikan Shemitzvah Haluka. From here it can be inferred that's a mitzvah to respond halukah at the beginning of halal. And point number three, Rav Shimon Pazi said the following statement in the name of Yeshu ben Levi, who said it in the name of Bar Kapara. From where is it derived that listening is like responding and then one has fulfilled this chiyuv? For it's written, All the words of the scroll which the king of Yehuda read, referring to Yoshiau. Now, was it Yoshiau that read the Sefer? No, it was Shaphan who read them, as it's written, Yikre'ehu Shaphan with Shaphan then read it before the king. Rather, it can be inferred from here that Shomea Ko'ona, that listening, is like responding. When the Gemara suggests that perhaps Yoshio had read the Sefer after Shaphan had read it, Rebbe Yaakov answered that it's not so, for it's written because your heart is soft and you humbled yourself before Hashem when you heard the words of the scroll. The Pasuk says, when you heard and not when you read. All right, so now we've got our Simber Daf Lamedches, and our standard simon is a double lach, a liquid, and we use chicken soup to make it a little more distinct. So here goes. So chicken soup is a sim. So here goes. When the host interrupted his chicken soup meal, when he saw that his lulav had arrived, he began reciting halal with haluka, upon which his guests responded in kind, except for the man who was busy enjoying his matzah ball, who merely listened as his form of response. Once again, slow motion. When the host interrupted his chicken soup meal, chicken soup meal, that must be more enough. Lamed ches, a lach. When the host interrupted his chicken soup meal, when he saw that his lulav had arrived, which reminds us, the Gemara presents a contradiction and states in the Mishnah that one takes the lulav at the table, which is to say that he must interrupt his meal in order to fulfill the mitzvah. But it states in the Mishnah and Shabbos that if one began his meal before davening mincha, he's not required to interrupt his meal, but can finish in daven afterwards. Rosafra said there's no stira. The Mishnah in Shabbos refers to where there's enough time in the day to finish the meal in daven, whereas our Mishnah is dealing with when there's not enough time to finish and take the lulav. So when the host interrupted his chicken soup meal, when he saw that his lulav had arrived, he began reciting hala with haluka, upon which his guests responded in kind. Which reminds Gemara brings Ravu who said major halachas can be deduced from the current custom for the recitation of hala. Rashi explains that the custom in Ravu's time changed considerably from when hala was instituted by the Nevim, as people became more proficient in reciting hala together with the Baltafila, and the custom was to do it in unison, except in certain places. The first halacha of six that Rava mentioned was that the Baltafila would recite the first word haluka, and the people respond haluka. From here, it can be inferred that it's a mitzvah to respond haluka at the beginning of halo. So, when the host interrupted his chicken soup meal, when he saw that his lulav had arrived, he began reciting halo with haluka, upon which his guests responded in kind, except for the man who was busy enjoying his matzah ball, who merely listened as his form of response. Which reminds us that the source for Shomea Ko'ona comes from the Pasuk that states that Yoshiyahu read from the Sefer when in fact he listened to Shafan read it. We see from here that Shomea Ko'ona. So once again, when the host interrupted his chicken soup meal, when he saw that his lulav had arrived, he began reciting Hala with Haluka, upon which his guests responded in kind, except for the man who was busy enjoying his matzah ball, who merely listened as his form of response. All right, now it's time for a four-blah-bah-chazorah. Daflamadal, so the similar Daflamadal is a ladder. So here goes. The ladder, ladder, that must be more than Daflamadal.
The latter covered in white stemmed and rounded leaf tzapsifa with serrated edges, which reminds us the term arve nach refers to aravos that grow by a brook and excludes tzapsifa which grow among the mountains. The more brings a bright to the distinguishment between arava and tzapsifa. The arava, its stem is red and its leaf is elongated and the edge of its leaf is smooth. The tzapsifa, its stem is white, its leaf is rounded and the edge of its leaf is serrated like a sickle. So the latter covered in white stemmed and rounded leaf tzapsifa with serrated edges, had three adasim on the third rung, two arubas on the second rung, and a luav on the first rung. Which reminds us, the next mission brings about focus to nine regarding how many of each species must be taken. Rabbi Shmuel holds that one must take three adasim, two arubas, one luav, and one esrog. Rabbi Kiva says that just as only one luav and one esrog are required, so too only one hadas and one arubah are required. A Bryce states that Rabbi Shmuel said, pre-eights hadar teaches that one esrog is a required amount. Kapos Tamarim refers to one luav, since kapos is written without the vav. The three words of anaf eights avos allude to the three hadasim, and arve nachol refers to two aravos. So the latter covered in white-stemmed and rounded leaf tzatzifa with serrated edges, had three adasim on the third rung, two arabas on the second rung, and a luv on the first rung, with the esrog all alone on the side. Which reminds us, in the same brace of Rebbe said that one might have thought that the esrog should be tied together with the other three species in one bundle. Since the Pusik says pre eats hadar, Kapus tomorrow, and without the connecting letter Vav, this teaches that the Esrog is not bundled with the other species. And how do we know that the Dal Minim are Ma'ak of one another? That if one takes only three of the four Minim, he has completely failed to fulfill the mitzvah? The Torah therefore teaches, And you shall take, which indicates that it should be a complete taken. Rashi explains that Rabbi Yezer expounds as, And you shall take completely. So the Simmer Daf Hay is a children's choir singing, La, la, la. So here goes. The pre-eights hadar children's choir, children's choir. That must be more in Duff. Lamed hey, la, la, la. The pre-eights hadar children's choir comprised of kids of different ages, dressed up as srogim, singing in a tree, which reminds us that we have four different shots regarding the pasaka pre-eights hadar. Either it's shatama eights, katama pre, or read it as hadir, that the esrog tree is like a corral, in that the new fruits arrive when the older fruits are still on the tree, because an esrog is different from other fruits, in that it can be on the tree for a number of years, or altikra hadar el hadar, shadar bi'ilana mishana lashana, that it dwells on the tree from year after year, or altikra hadar el idar, which is Greek for water, since the esrog tree relies upon both rainfall and irrigation. So the pre eights hadar children's choir, comprised of kids of different ages, dress up as esrogim, singing in a tree, wouldn't let the kid in the Orla Esrog costume, which reminds us that there are two reasons given for why an Esrog of Orla is puzzled, either because it has no Heter Achila, or it doesn't have a Din Mamon, since Orla is Asubana and would not fulfill Lil Kaktimochem. Now, while the Gemara says that everybody agrees that an Esrog requires a Heter Achila, there is a disagreement whether it requires a Din Mamon. The Nafkamina is Maishusheni eaten in Yushalayim, according to Rabbi Meir. While it does have a Heter Achila, since it's in Yushalayim, it does not have a Din Mamon, according to Rabbi Meir, because according to Rabbi Meir, Maishusheni is Mamon Gavoa, it belongs to the Most High, and not considered the money of the owner. So the pre-8s Hutter Children's Choir, comprised of kids of different ages, dress up as Esrogim, singing in a tree, wouldn't let the kid in the Orla Esru costume, and the one who broke his pitam join them. Which reminds the Mishnah said, Nitla Pitamaso Asr, if the pitam is removed, it is Asr because it's Chaser, it's deficient. Rabbi Yitzhak ben Elazar brought a brisa with the reading Nitla Buchnaso, its pestle was removed. This reading reflects the fact that the pitam is pointed and its shape resembles that of a pestle. Rabbi Yitzhak ben Elazar informs us that the Esrog is puzzle only if the base of the pitam is missing, but not if the bud is missing. Dath Lamed Vav, so the similar Dath Lamed Vav is a Lulav. So here goes. The embarrassed merchant who sold 36 Lulavim, 36 Lulavim, that must be run Dath Lamed Vav, 36. 
The embarrassed merchant who sold 36 lulavim with what turned out to be trefus rogim, which reminds us, Rav inquired, what is the luck of the signs of a trefa appeared in an esrog? If its flesh is dissolved, but the inner pockets contain the seeds are intact. Perhaps in the case of a lung, where the bronchial tubes are so intact, since the external atmosphere doesn't impact on it, for the lung isn't closed within the body, that even though the flesh has dissolved, hadabarya, it can regenerate, and that's why the animal is not a trefa. But here in the case of the esrog, the external atmosphere does impact on it, and it inevitably rots once the flesh has dissolved, and since it doesn't regenerate, the esrog is puzzle. Or perhaps there is no difference between the lung and the esrog. The Gemara's attempt to resolve the question is not successful. So the embarrassed merchant who sold 36 lulavim with what turned out to be trefes rogim replaced him with this rogim that looked like water wheels, which reminds us there was stayed in a brice and gadu betfus puzzle. If one grew the esrog in a mold and it formed like another species, it's possible Rav said that they taught this only when one formed an esrog like another species. But if one shaped like its own form, it's kosher in the Gemara's that's obvious, the Bryce is stipulated like another species, and answers that Rav's statement was necessary concerning a case where the esrog was fashioned with many planks, which refers to a mold that caused the esrog to grow in the shape of a water wheel, with numerous broad spokes emerging from a central core. Rav teaches that this is considered a normal form of esrog. So the embarrassed merchant who sold 36 lulavim with what turned out to be trefes rogim, replaced him with a rogim that looked like water wheels, and gave each person a free egged, from one of the Dal meaning, which reminds us, the next mission states the review holds an ogdinus alub albamino. We may not bind the lulub bundle except with its own kind, whereas Rabmir holds a feel We may bind it even with one thread. Rabbi says Rabbi reasoning is that he holds lulub sarich eged, that the lulub requires bundling with the other species as part of the mitzvah. Rashi explains that since the egg is required, whatever is joined in the bundle, even as a wrapping, is considered an inherent part of the mitzvah. Therefore, if one uses a fifth material, he will violate a baltosif, the prohibition of adding to a mitzvah. Daf so the simmer Daf is laser tag. So here goes. The laser tag champ, laser tag champ, that must be more Daf the laser tag champ hiding out in the sukkah with the doll meaning schach, which reminds us Malchus Ramiro whether the schach can be made of anything that grows from the ground, and it's not Makabutuma, or it must come from the doll meaning. Rebuta brings the Kalvakoma for the mitzvah of Luv. If the Luv, which only applies by day, comes to the doll meaning, Kalvakoma to the sukkah, which applies in the day and the night, that it should come for the doll meaning. So they said to Rabbi Yehuda, Any kavachomer that you advance with the intent to be more machmer, but whose end results in a kula, is not an admissible kavachomer. For according to you, if one cannot find schach from the dal meaning, he will not be able to fulfill the mitzvah. And the Pasuk says, For seven days. So the laser tag champ hiding out in the sukkah with the dal meaning schach, zapped his rival as he was sniffing a hadas. Which reminds the Gemara cites a number of Rabbah's rulings. Hadas shall mitzvah asul ariachbo, esrog shall mitzvah mutal ariachbo. Concerning the hadas that's designated for the mitzvah, it's forbidden to smell it on sukkahs, but concerning the esrog designated for the mitzvah, one is permitted to smell it on sukkahs. So what's the reason? With respect to hadas, which normally stands to be used for smelling, when one sets it aside for the mitzvah, he sets it aside from the use of smelling. And Rashi explains that the prohibition is derived through the analogy of the sukkah. The chal shem shemaimal, that's a sukkah. The wood is consecrated for the mitzvah sukkah and may not be used for other purposes. But with respect to the esrog, which normally stands to be used for eating, when one sets it aside for the mitzvah, he set it aside from the use of eating. But he didn't set it aside from the use of smelling. So the laser tag champ hiding out in the sukkah with the dalad meaning schach, zapped his rival as he was sniffing a hadas and kept the enemy team at bay by waving his laser gun back and forth. Which reminds us, the Gemara explains the symbolism of the waving the wolf back and forth and up and down. 
Uh, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zikr. Wishing you a great day and great learning.